I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey Sinners, you're listening to Sinful Cuts, the podcast that takes a look at the wild, weird, and wonderful world of horror. We take a deep dive into some of your favorite movies, possibly uncover some hidden gems, sometimes we even get some stinkers. Thank you so much for joining us, we truly love having you here. Please sit back, take a listen, and let's get our scare on. <laughs> Thrill me. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Shortcuts. This is our mini episode where we go over all of the horror happenings going on for that week. Um, This week, I am actually by my lonesome. Shannon's down for the count. Unfortunately, she's got a bit of a of a December cold going on. So I am going to pick up the slack and forge ahead and give you all the goodies. So every week we start with um, horror birthdays, uh, which is, is Shannon's, uh, you know, that that is her bag. So I guess I should do it in Shannon's voice. So <clears throat> here we go. Me, 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 me. Here we go. <clears throat> and scene. This is what Shannon sounds like. All right, yo, everybody. We're gonna talk about some movies this week, isn't it? <clears throat> no, that's not it. That is not it. <clears throat> okay, hold on. Let me try this again. Me, 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 me. Hello, my name is Shannon, and I like to talk about movie. Yep, that's it. Nailed it. Nailed it. That is the one. Okay. <laughs> so, hopefully, when Shannon hears this, she's laughing and not getting her baseball bat. 50-50. <laughs> that's where my gut's leaning. All right, so we've got, uh, look, there were a couple of birthdays this week. But we're really only going to talk about one, and that one is John Carpenter's Christine. 
So Christine came out this week. Uh, holy smokes, because Shannon's so much better at this than I am. I do believe that Christine came out, I'm going to say, 82. And that would be correct. Um, 1983, wouldn't you know it. So, okay. Where does this movie fall in the, the pantheon of John Carpenter movies? I'm not going to lie. For me, it's pretty high. Can't talk. I can't speak for Shannon, but I know she does love the, the, the film. Look, let's be honest, sinners. As far as John Carpenter movies go, Christine w- w- initially got the boots put to it. Um, you know, I saw it in the theater, Big H uh, movie theater in Huntington, New York, back in 83 when it came out. And uh, I absolutely loved it then, and I love it even more now. The good thing about Christine is I think over the years it has kind of risen, uh, you know, up the ranks as far as John Carpenter masterpieces go. Um, It's a great movie, Stephen King novel. uh, You know, Carpenter took it because he, he was, he felt like he needed to grab onto a studio movie and direct a studio movie just to get some juice back because he had had, uh, you know, the thing happened in 82 and, you know, you guys know that story. You know, the thing is all time classic now and so well respected, but in 82, when it came out on the heels of ET, it absolutely tanked. And, um, and John Carpenter really felt like his directing career might be in a little bit of trouble. So he grabbed on to the studio film and, you know, all right. So maybe it was a bit of a, you know, a a journeyman film for him. He, maybe he didn't absolutely love the material or, or, you know, he certainly didn't write it himself. We know that, but I think he did an incredible job with it. I think that this film, um, is a, a great representation of the novel of course it doesn't have all the elements and it doesn't go as deep um but i think he does a really fantastic job the cinematography is just gorgeous gorgeous that scene where buddy repperton gets run over with the flint when christine's on fire and it's just slowly chasing him down you know that country road and, you know, then hits the gas and then you just see the flaming body rolling in the street. Um, that's that's incredible. I mean, just hands down. I don't, I don't really care how you feel about the film uh, in as a complete piece of work. But that scene where Christine takes out all the bullies in one fell swoop, so to speak, it, it's just incredible. And as far as a horror movie goes, I mean, isn't that what isn't that what we're lining up for? So I really do love uh, I love that film. The good news is Brian Fuller uh, is remaking it, so we're going to get his interpretation. We're in great hands, you know. I mean, just look at what what um, Brian Fuller did with Hannibal just a couple of years back. So look, I'm incredibly excited for this. Um, Christine, happy birthday! Kisses all over your metallic hood. Love you. All right. So now let's go on to, uh, let, let's uh, go to books. How about that? Start with Transcendental uh, Mutilation by Ryan Harding. A trio of young people stranded on an uncharted island discover its sickening secret. 
a man contracts a degenerative disease through a webcam encounter. An office worker follows the object of his affection into a mysterious club where life, death, and anatomy have no limits. Wow. All right. So this sounds like a banger of a short story collection. So that's Transcendental uh, Mutilation by Ryan Harding. And that came out on December 5th. So that's already in your local bookstore. So check it out, people. Then we've got Where the Devil Wait by Allie Wilkes. Again, dropped on December 5th. An eerie atmospheric polar gothic following a Victorian explorer in search of his lost shipmate and his own redemption from the author, author of the vivid, immersive horror novel All the White Spaces, which got incredible praise when it came out. I believe it was two years ago. Probably about two years ago now. Um, so, uh, Ali Wilkes. Ooh, boy. Cracker Jack. So get on that, sinners. Um, then we have uh, Never Dead by Joe Scipione, and that uh, came out December 8th. After a series of grave robbers, up oh, sorry, let me, and take two. After a series of grave robberies in the 1920s goes unsolved until reporter Michael Jacobs follows a new thread. He gets too close to the truth and becomes part of the story he was looking to write. At the same time, wealthy businessman Edward Edmund Crichton organizes a group of equally wealthy families and individuals in the Chicago area to finance illegal experiments in the basement of his mansion. You had me at basement of his mansion, and you also had me at 1920s. I love everything about this. All right, so that is Never Dead by Joe Scipione, and that came out December 8th. So please, sinners... Go to your local bookstore and support those local bookstores. And tis the season to give presents. Happy holidays, everyone. I don't care what your affiliation is to whatever holiday you're celebrating. You don't even need a holiday. It could be Tuesday and you love someone and buy them a book. How about that? We'll just call it Buy Them a Book Tuesday. All right. Trademark. I'm, I'm, I'm putting that forward into the atmosphere. Okay. Man, when Shannon's not here, things get weird. All right. So now let's go on to... look. Movies, it's one and done. It's called Godzilla Minus One. I saw it this week, and I don't often or ever cry during my Godzilla movies, but I sure as hell cried during Godzilla Minus One. Everything you're reading about it, everything you're seeing about it is on the money. It's true. It's true. I know we live in a very cynical age, sinners, and you never know who you can trust. You can trust your pal Sean. This movie... Everything about it. Okay, how how would I accurately summarize Godzilla minus one? And, and and no spoilers, but let's just say it has elements of a Barry Levinson period dramedy. It's got certainly has elements, and when you see it, you will know what I'm talking about. It certainly has elements of some of Spielberg's best. Um, it has. All of your kaiju action that you absolutely love because shit gets wrecked. And shit gets wrecked real bad. Um, there's such... There, there, there's so many emotional... Uh, there are so many emotional scenes that really, really resonate and they land. You know, full disclosure, can the movie lean into schmaltz a little bit and sappiness? Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, I, I, I'll come clean. A couple of scenes that are a little, little, little sappy, you know, for my taste. But as a whole, this movie is, it, it's next to none. 
I mean, this really is the best Godzilla movie that's ever been made, uh, outside of Gojira, you know, the the original. Um, you know, just a little sidebar, because this movie has getting such great reviews, and this um, week, the Godzilla, Godzilla uh, X-Kong trailer dropped, and immediately the fanboys were, uh, look at this bullshit, you know, compared to Godzilla Minus One. Well, you know what? Fuck off. You know, I was watching Godzilla in 1985 at the same time as I was turning on Saturday morning cartoons and watching Godzilla and Godzuki. You know, two things can exist at the same time. Multiple things can exist at the same time. So before you feel compelled to shit on something that hasn't even come out yet, just, you know, go stuff yourself up your own ass, I suppose. Um, let's just give everything a chance, and we can enjoy things that are on different levels. You know, it seems like this uh, new Godzilla movie, the Godzilla Kong movie, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be stupid as hell, I'm sure, but there's going to be, it's going to be a good time, and there's going to be a lot of, you know, kaiju fights and shit getting broken, and you know what? There's space for that as well. So everybody just calm the hell down, and let's enjoy them all. How about that? How about we just walk slowly into the movie theater and enjoy them all? And if you ever saw uh, Robert Duvall in the movie Colors, that might make sense to you. If not, don't worry about it. Um, All right, so that is movies, and then let's take a hard right into streaming. All right, so what do we have on streaming for the week? All right, Sinner, so this is a little... We're taking a little bit of a a deviation from the... uh, Typical places where I find streaming for you, uh, you know, for the for the week. This one actually came from the New York Times. I, I, I well, as I was researching, you know, what to talk to you about uh, as far as streaming goes, I saw this article and and it interest. I was interested in it because none of these movies except one were really on my radar. So why, let let's check it out. Let's give the New York Times a shot. So okay, here we go. We have the first one is Wintertide. Uh, and this one is uh, for rent or to buy on you know your major platforms. So the synopsis for this is uh, Beth spends her days patrolling her small Canadian town where sunlight no longer exists and where zombie-like humans called strays wander the snow-covered streets. To fight malaise, townspeople are supposed to take happy pills, but Beth has stopped doing that, and apparently she's immune to whatever's causing her neighbors to turn rabid. As she increasingly has nightmares about a pustule-covered version of herself who turns people into strays, Beth starts to wonder if she may be the affliction's uh, cause or cure. Let me tell you something. That interests the hell out of me. I'm going to check this movie out. Um, They're comparing this to um, the works of David Cronenberg, or as I like to pronounce him, David Cronenberg. So by all means, check that one out, because that really does sound great. Then next up, we have Candela, again, to rent or buy uh, on Apple or Amazon. And this one is uh, this charged morality tale from the uh, from the director uh, Andre Ferre uh, Citron takes play, place as a hurricane is about to strike the Dominican Republic. As thunderclouds approach, the mysterious death of Renato, a young poet, upends the lives of three strangers: Sarah, a disenchanted young woman who is set to marry into the political class; Perez, a veteran investigator who knows, as we do, that Sarah is no innocent; and Renato's boyfriend Labrini who performs at a pocket-sized cabaret as a drag queen, Candela, the Caribbean Pearl. Uh, based on a Ray and Dujar novel and adapted by Citrone and Laura uh, Cagnero, 
The film takes an unflinching look at what it means to survive in a doggy dog world in which almost anything, sex, privacy, vengeance, is up for sale. And those who are too poor or not white enough to hustle may end up dead. Uh, Citron seamlessly shifts between the three characters' perspectives with piercing dark humor and deep tenderness, especially when it comes to Perez, who hopes working uh, on the case will patch up his relationship with his estranged daughter, uh, a friend of Labrini's. The final minutes took a turn that I found hard to swallow, but for neo-noir fans and for those who like horror on the thriller and queer side, the film will set you on edge. All right, I mean, shit, I feel like I just did the entire movie, but you, let's do an in-depth deep dive this week, why don't we? This next movie, uh, which is for enter or to buy on major platforms, is called Everybody Will Burn. Now, this is the one movie that I actually had on my radar. Um, I saw the trailer. It really, really intrigued me, and I'm going to watch it this week. So in 1980, the residents of a small Spanish town decided to sacrifice a baby to prevent the arrival of the apocalypse. Checks out. 40 years later, payback hits like a slap in the face when a little mud-covered girl foils the plans of Maria Jose to jump off a bridge. Maria Jose suspects this little demon with the power to set people afire may have something to do with her own son who ended his own life after being bullied for having a crush on a boy. She's right, and the girl who calls uh, Maria Jose her mother has a prophecy-fulfilling plan to right the wrongs Maria Jose had endured from local holy rollers for far too long. All right, I'm going to watch this one today. Oh boy. Yeah, I'm going to watch this one today, because I love every single word in that. Okay, next one we have is Project Eerie. This is, again, to rent or buy uh, on Amazon. Writer-director Ricky Umberger is a Maryland-based filmmaker who loves uh, who makes micro-budget found footage horror movies. A stickler for the genre's conventions, his films convincingly answer questions, like, why is this being documented that other found footage directors ignore? Oh my god, yes! A thousand times, yes. Uh, I lost my place. Um, the audio isn't always crystal clear, but boy, does it work. Sometimes what you can't hear is more sickening than what you can. His latest film checks all those boxes in terrifying ways. It's an anthology of three short, uh, three shorts from different decades, all shot in varying uh, qualities of tape. The shorts are framed by a story set on Halloween 2020 about two teenage brothers who break into an old government facility and find a disc that seems to contain secret evidence of evil on Earth. The best uh, film goes first. It's about a father-daughter camping trip that goes horribly wrong at the hands of a creepy-looking park ranger. And in a spine-chilling scene, living sand. What? Okay. All right. The Alien Invasion second film is an effective but too cartoony nod to the 1989 proto-found footage movie The McPherson Tape. The trilogy wraps with a bang in a ghoulish and raw haunted house tale that's also my first and hopefully not last found footage horror movie experience set among the Amish. Boy, oh boy. Okay, shit, alright. Looks like I'm watching a lot of movies today. And then lastly, we have Zombie Town. That's on Hulu. A horror comedy with Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase. Uh, would once have been box office gold, but Peter... Oh, fuck this last name. Lepent... Lepio... Oh, Peter. All right, Peter L. Peter L. Sorry, Peter. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. But your last name is a mouth nightmare. Goofball... Uh, his Goofball zombie movie based on R.L. Stein's book didn't make a peep over Halloween. And can I, I can see why. 
It charms like its makeup design, but feels charmingly homemade. Uh, all right, so I don't know. This doesn't really seem like it's a praise for this movie. So all right, it's there for you on Hulu. Ah, weird. Anyway, thank you, New York Times. Those are the streamers for the week. And that is it for me, sinners. Uh, Shannon, get better. Get well soon. You know, like I said, have Maddie go out and get you tons of soup and lots of candy and watch a lot of horror movies because nine of the ten doctors agree the only thing that will make you feel better and get you back on your feet is watching horror movies. I think we all know this. If you don't, you're dumb dumb. All right, sinners. I'm out. Oh, shoot. I don't think I can end the podcast because, as you know, I can't do it until Shannon takes us out of here. So, all right. <clears throat> let me... All right, let me... Let me get the voice back. I had it. I had it. Here we go. All right. Okay, sinners. Oh, that's a wrap. I'm going to get my ass beat. Boop, Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.